Support for Market Foolery comes from Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, work with one that has your best interests in mind. Use Rocket Mortgage for a transparent, trustworthy home loan process that's completely online at quickenloans.com/fool. It's Thursday, May 25th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill joining me in studio today from Total Income. Ron Gross. Hey, hey. Thanks for being here. Pleasure. Always happy. I know you're here. busy because it's earnings season. Earnings Palooza rolls on. It does. We're, we've gotten through a, a good chunk. A, but, a good chunk. But still more to come. Absolutely. We're going to talk retail, we're going to talk apparel. And because we're going into Memorial Day weekend, the official start of grilling season, we're going to, we're going to, you're going to get some grilling tips from Ron Gross, master griller. You know, I almost I grill almost every day. I realized. Do you at really? At least four or five times a week, just because it's easy. I love it's grilling. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so and again, you're not getting grilling tips on other financial podcasts. <laughs> no, that's all I'm clearly saying. not. Uh, let's start with Best Buy. First quarter profits up thirty three percent. The stock is hitting an eleven year high today, and I I thought they'd put up when I saw what Target did, particularly when you looked at Target's latest quarter. And what they were doing with electronics, right. which drove a lot of the good things in Target's latest quarter, I thought, oh, Best Buy is probably going to put up some good numbers. I didn't think they were going to be this good. You know, all day long we talk about how Amazon is eating everyone's lunch and retail's in trouble because of online, specifically Amazon. Um, and, you know, we use Best Buy as the poster child and we constantly knock them down. And meanwhile, as you said, very stealthily, uh, they've put together a business that has. Made most of us feel quite humble, um, and that's why I love this business. Because one day you feel like a genius, and the next day you feel like an idiot. And this is one of those days. Um, you know, five years the stock's up two hundred and six percent, and of course they they had their struggles before that and during that, but um, they seem to have somewhat worked it out. Um, beat expectations after warning of weakness in March, which is interesting. So in March they thought things were weak. But then the quarter ended up okay. Maybe there was a little sandbagging going on there, or maybe things just picked picked right up. You know, the new Nintendo Switch, which I wasn't even really that familiar with, the new gaming system um, they're saying was really helpful. Uh, mobile was strong for them as well, and consumer spending their tax refunds is one of the reasons they're saying they got that big kind of uh, spike, perhaps after the March warning. So that's the most interesting part of the <laughs> statement from Best Buy and CEO uh, Hubert Jolie. Um, and I'm quoting directly here: "Improvement of overall sales trends due to the arrival of delayed federal tax refund checks." This is the exact opposite of what we heard earlier this week from AutoZone. Right. And and not to pick on AutoZone, other companies have talked about this, but now we know where people were going they with were their <laughs> refund checks. Not AutoZone. Like, yes, the refund checks were delayed. That is a material thing that happened. Yeah. But it wasn't that people were taking that money and stuffing it under their mattress. They were apparently they were going to Best Buy. They were going to Best Buy, or they were sitting at their computer and purchasing the stuff from Best Buy with online sales up twenty two percent again versus um, the competition of the likes of Amazon. So really interesting there. I do think they're benefiting from the bankruptcy of H H Gregg. Um, uh, so the appliance business there, will, uh, Best Buy will get a boost as H H Gregg um, struggles and, and goes away. Um, but you know they're getting it done. Three billion dollar repurchase program remains in place. They continue to buy back stock. Two percent dividend isn't too shabby. Um, I'm not an owner, and I'm not even necessarily a buyer, but I do give them credit where credit is due. In terms of the buyback, 
again, the stock's at an 11-year high. Is that is that the yeah. right move? I mean, <laughs> and, and one of the reasons I asked that question is because there was a point in time when they were taking money and investing it in their physical locations, doing overhauls, and that was a smart move because they they realized it was not a great customer experience, and certainly the huge Best Buy that's just a couple of miles from our office. Um, I I watched that transformation, and once it was all done, I thought, oh yeah, no, this is. This is the right. It's kind of like with Panera. Like once, once I saw what a Panera 2.0 looked like Absolutely. and was able yeah, to observe like, how it worked, I was like, "Oh, yeah. okay, I get it." Yeah, yeah. The last couple of years have have been, you know, the CEO doing two things: cutting costs on one end, but investing in the stores on the other end, as you said, in terms of refurbishing. And now that they've kind of got their legs under them, they're going to start to you know play offense a little more, and they have some expansion plans, which actually is going to cost money as well. So, you might see profits take a hit as a result of short-term profits. But if they pay off, then, of course, earnings you know will roll on down the road. As you said, the stock, not as cheap as it once was, cheap in quotes, because at one point, we thought they were Going bye bye, yeah. Um, but still, fourteen times only. I mean, theoretically, very cheap retail in general is trading at low multiples right now. Um, so what it's telling you is that there's risk here, and that this is by no no means a certain story. Um, but the stock, you know, if 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 the company keeps on producing the way it's producing, then the stock does still remain cheap. But again, it's it's too uncertain for me personally. William Sonoma's first quarter looked good. Their guidance was a little stronger than expected. Odd to watch the stock this morning because right at the open it was up somewhere in the neighborhood of eight percent. It is it is still in positive territory, but it has come back down from that. But the, the, again, that's that's what you want to see: good results over the past three months and nice guidance going forward. Yeah, they're doing a fine job. They they've kind of not been knocking the cover off the ball. They've they've gone in and out, had some struggles here and there. You know, their their same store sales, which they they actually call comparable brand revenue. I don't know why they have to be all why are they doing that? unique about it. Um, <laughs> Was basically flat, up 0.1 percent. That's versus 4.5 percent growth last quarter. So I think investors are looking at that and saying, "What's going on sequentially?" Um, doesn't look that great. But you know, you, you do have some pockets of strength. William Sonoma, the actual store the store brand itself, was up 3.2 percent, 2 percent in terms of same store sales. But there was also struggles. PB Teen, which I'm not sure. Is really needed at this point is down 14 percent. Pottery Barn Kids down six percent. Um, it seems like the the brands that are focusing on the youth are, are really struggling. Um, West Elm did pretty well, didn't they? Six percent up uh, comp sales. That's pretty strong, um, without a doubt. Um, that that's one of their pockets of growth. It has been um, pretty strong lately. I think they're counting on it to remain strong to make up for some of these other kind of lackluster uh, results. Uh, that's the sort of thing because that's isn't that high end furniture? That's that's a little bit on the expensive side. It's I think? a little bit. I wouldn't call it necessarily high end, okay. but on the pricier side of discounts, and certainly not discount. But that's the sort of thing where if you have that in your portfolio, you you don't need it to be double digit same store sales growth. You you know, if if you're selling stuff at a little bit of a premium, then every 
you know, one or two percent higher makes a bigger impact. Yeah, double digit same store sales growth just in general is difficult to put up time and time again. That's not really realistic in a in an economy that does two percent GDP. Um, overall, yeah, um, but people got their tax refunds. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I will say the one thing that Williams Sonoma years and years ago said they needed to do, and have done, is to push um, towards online sales. That that was essential. And now online sales do make up fifty two percent of overall sales. So nicely done there. Is that just in skeptical. the na- is that just in the name brand or is that across? That's all? across. Okay. Um, so I was actually skeptical skeptical years ago when I saw that that was really the thesis, and I stayed away from the stock. I guess to my peril again, it hasn't done that that great. It's only up five percent this year, forty percent up over the, uh, I think the last five years. So it hasn't hasn't really done great. Um, but to their credit, they did do what they said they needed to do. All right. Before our next story, I got to say thanks to Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender. You want to work with someone you can trust and has your best interests in mind. And with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Hey, you could take that tax refund. Maybe refinance your mortgage. Bam. Maybe go buy a new. Might home. not even need it to refinance your mortgage nowadays. Yeah, you get some good deals. Exactly. And with Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial information to get a mortgage approved in minutes because you're not going to be wasting time going through stacks of paperwork. You can even adjust the le- uh, the length and the rate of your loan in real time to make sure you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. So if you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage. You can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. So skip the bank, skip the waiting, the godforsaken waiting that nobody wants <laughs> Hate to go the through. Waiting. And go completely online at quickenloans.com/fool. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Guess, or as, yes? you, or as you pointed <laughs> out right before we started, David. Guess because yes, the question mark is. Officially part of the name of the company. Guess first quarter revenue rose. Help me understand this. First quarter revenue rose just two percent. They lost twenty one million dollars for the quarter, and the stock is up more than fifteen percent this morning. <laughs> You're obviously not paying attention to the expectations. Oh my God! Were, um, I mean, were they know, lower the, than low? Yeah, they 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 beat the high end of their own expectations, their own guidance in terms of revenue, adjusted operating margin, and earnings per share. Um, in fact, if you if you adjust um, some of the numbers to make them comparable, and you take away some non-recurring charges, um, you do have a loss of nineteen point four million. But that was only a 05 percent deterioration, which was somewhat better than I think folks had expected. The company has certainly had its struggles. Um, and and you did see net revenue increase 2.2 percent, 4 percent, and if you look at constant currency, uh, the big story here I think is international, very strong with Europe and Asia up 23 percent and 17 percent respectively, and good old US of A very weak. America retail down 15 percent, so dragging down results there. I'm glad you mentioned and and sort of di- differentiated between Wall Street's expectations and the company's expectations. Um, uh, Robin Rifkin, one of our longtime listeners out in Seattle, uh, dropped me a note about that this week. Just that, you know what? It's it's it, particularly when you look at the headline. We talk about this from time to time, but it's it's always worth reminding people that. A lot of times, when we talk about a quote-unquote earnings miss or an earnings beat, um, we're focused on the Wall Street analysts and not what the company is doing. Um, so when and and I think maybe that's part of what we're seeing with the stock today that Wall Street analysts are looking at like, wow, they beat their own 
expectations. They beat their own guidance. Right. But I'm also wondering if part of what we're seeing with the stock today is short sellers covering their yeah, short. It absolutely could be. You know, um, Wall Street estimates are often based on company guidance or the company's estimates. But then um, Wall Street analysts need to take into account whether they believe the company, whether they're being too optimistic, whether they're being pessimistic or sandbagging. Um, and that's why sometimes you'll see analysts come in with estimates lower than the company's um, own internal estimates because they're saying, you know what, they're being too rosy here. They're, they're not going to, they've consistently underperformed. They're not going to hit these numbers. We're going to be conservative, we're going to come in lower. And then occasionally you'll see a company beat, and then you see the stock pop. Um, we're not going to talk in any great detail about Sears. <laughs> but Sears is another retailer that's reporting today, and that stock is up about 30%. About. A, and when their same store sales fell 12%, but the expectation was that they would fall 14%. But I just, that. I look at that thirty percent pop. That's got to be some short sellers covering their short. I think it's got mostly. I haven't looked at the volume and, and how, how it's trading, but I can't imagine that folks are buying that stock because they think there's value in that stock. And you know, if you do, then you know, good luck. And, good luck. and, and, and there's certain risk involved. And if you're right, the return will be commensurate with the risk you take. But to me, the risk is much too great. Uh, a couple of things before we wrap up. Uh, this weekend on Motley Fool Money, our guest is uh, Nell Minow, our most frequent guest on Motley Fool Money. And uh, of course, we're going to be talking about summer movies with Nell. Yep. We also get into some corporate governance stuff. But um, you can check out all of our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and the Podcast Center for the Motley Fool, which is podcasts.fool.com. Uh, and if you go there, you can also uh, check out. Rule Breakers, which is one of our more popular investing services, uh, two new stock recommendations out this week from David Gardner and the team. So, uh, so you can check that out. Uh, kick the tires on Rule Breakers uh, by going to podcast.fool.com and just scroll down to the bottom of the page. Uh, reminder that the markets are closed on Monday for Memorial Day, um, so there will not be an episode of Market Foolery. There will, however, be uh, a bonus episode of sorts of. Industry Focus, which is our other daily podcast other. Here, uh, here at the Motley Fool. That one we have two. We have two. They're actually quite good. They're quite yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, they've got something. Uh, I don't know all the details, but I, I here's what I do know: all five hosts are going to be in the studio are they, the, on Monday. The uh, they're they're, oh, they're taping. They're it. taping it. I think later today, and this is going to this is going to drop on Monday. Nice. So it's it's not the usual banking financials episode. I'm very curious, so so something to check out on Monday. Um, Before we go, as I mentioned, the official start of grilling season. You're a grill master. Share a couple. (laughs) That's 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 a bit much. Share. Well, I mean, you're grilling four or five times a week. (laughs) Yeah, practice throwing some chicken on the grill. Practice makes perfect. Give me give me a couple of give me a couple of grilling tips, and then I have a a a specific request just for me. But but for listeners in general, when it comes to grilling. Okay, so you have me do this from time to time. So I feel like I'm running out of good tips. So if I repeat myself. Listeners, forgive me. You think there are listeners like, taking notes <laughs> yeah, from you a, know, a year or am two ago? I thinking ago? too much of myself, perhaps? Yeah. All right. The first thing, if you're using gas, and I, by the way, it's fine if you use gas. I know there are people who think that it's blasphemy and you, you must use charcoal, but I use gas because I use I'm gas because it's easy, right? <laughs> um, 
always have a backup. Don't be the guy that runs out of gas during the Memorial Barbecue. Backup propane tank? Backup propane tank, essential. In fact, I'll plug Propane Taxi, a great business that will deliver propane to your house at a reasonable price. Really? PropaneTaxi.com, I believe, is the URL. I don't get paid by them. I'm <laughs> Um, Can we get them as a sponsor on the podcast? Perhaps. I'm going to make a phone call. Um, Another tip. Essential. If you're cooking, if you're going high end and you're not going to just throw some hot dogs down your guests' gullets, um, (laughs) if if you're cooking steaks, you must let the steaks come to room temperature before you throw them on the grill. They'll cook much better. They'll cook it to the appropriate time and temperature versus if you throw a really cold steak on the grill, you're you're starting already off with one foot. Yeah, in the bucket, as they say. Okay. Um, hamburgers and hot dogs. I was kidding. Perfectly fine, right? But you got to use potato rolls when you're serving your hamburgers and hot dogs. It make a, all the difference. This is also just a normal white bread type of roll. Oh, okay. Potato-based rolls. Unbelievable. You won't regret it. Um, finally, sriracha, the big word nowadays. You see sriracha, the condiment, the Asian condiment showing up everywhere. Don't be afraid to use it as a condiment on your all-American burgers and dogs as well. It's really? It's fantastic. Wow. Okay. I was not expecting that. So here, here's here's my question. Yeah. Kebabs. Okay. Do, do you have any sort of recommendation on kebabs? I've got some skewers. I don't trust the whole... Anytime you see a recipe for kebabs... By the way, for anyone listening, we're done with the investing talk. So, so just, <laughs> feel free, to, if feel free just, to go about your business. If you're just here for the investing talk, you can drop out now. Um, uh, anytime I see a recipe for kebabs, yeah. they always point out you can use metal skewers, Correct. or you can use the wooden ones. Yes. Just make sure you suck them. Like, no, I'm not doing the wooden ones because they're. I, I'm just. Also, if you use the metal ones, the stuff cooks more quickly, doesn't it? Because the metal is is conducting the heat. Uh, the the truth of that is, I typically use wood, and I typically regret it because um, <laughs> even if you soak them, they burn. Um, and it just doesn't work as well. I do absolutely recommend um, the the metal. Um, I do recommend marinating. You got to be careful with with sauces though that have sugar, like barbecue sauce, because those will burn. Um, but depending on what kind of cuts of beef um, you're using, um, certainly some some nice spices and even perhaps a marinade wouldn't hurt. You're not getting that on Bloomberg. <laughs> Ron Gross, thanks for being here. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, no buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Tuesday. Tuesday.